What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Punts, Punts, and Jams podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about something special. Sports, of course. We always talk about sports. This is the time of the, the month when Cody and I can get together and, and just hash out a conversation on our favorite things and, and go over kind of some headlines, maybe some teams, kind of update on what the standings are, some of these things. We've got several things going on. Of course, baseball, hockey's in the finals. We've got college football starting to come around, starting to hear some news. The talking heads are moving. It's, it's, as Spurrier said, it's talking season. It's a perfect opportunity to get some things off our chest, looking forward to some things, and really just, uh, you know, talk it out. I guess you call it, uh, as the kids say, chop it up. But uh, before we do that, I'm going to bring in my co-host. Welcome in, Cody Kirk. What's up, pal? What's going on, buddy? Man, I'm it's just glad to hear your voice. You know, it, it really is a, is a good thing because it's been a good four or five weeks since we've done one of these bad boys. And my gosh, did it almost hit the fan last night. So we're not going to get into that, but it almost didn't happen. I'll just put it like that. So <laughs> good to be back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So real quick before we actually get into these – I think we're going to open up with golf. I know Cody's got a lot to talk about there, but something came in today, Cody. Something came in when I got home. Something was in my mailbox. What it is? Let's go. We have got some, I guess you would call it merch or I guess something like that. We've got stickers, man. Our logo is on stickers now. We are official. Official. Oh, we've got it. We they're small. They're they're the size that I mean. I put one on my phone. They're good for laptops. They're good for any of that. And then here's the thing: anybody out there listening to this, all you gotta do is holler at us. You know, just Mark. let us know. Mark. Just let us know that you want one. We've talked. Cody and I have talked about this. We really just want to give them out and as a thank you because those of you who have went on and. You know, downloaded our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy Sports. For sure. When, when you did that, you got us a little money to the, the show, right? And, Cody, what did we do with it? We went and spent we, it on our people, we right? On a one gallon of gas, Clay Dodd. <laughs> no, no, we did not. We, we got us some stickers. We did. We got us some decals, some stickers. They're nice. Like I said, they're small. They're not, you know, bulky and going to take up all your laptop. They're very straight to the point, but what we've talked about doing is if somebody wants one, we'll send it to you, but we're also going to send you another one. We're going to send you an extra. And the point of that one is to give to somebody who hasn't listened to the PB&J. So we want you to also use one and then hand the other one out to somebody. And that way, maybe they, they're sitting there like, all right, cool. I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a try. And even if they don't, they have a really cool peanut butter and jelly sticker. Exactly. They've got a peanut butter and jelly sticker. It's got our logo. It looks good. I'll, I'm impressed. I'll be honest with you. Like I said, they're just like an inch or two. It's a small decal, but they look clean, man. They're very well done. I was very happy when I opened up the package. So I'm glad to get those out. And we're also going to do some little trivia things, right? Yeah, we are. We're going to do a little contest and we, we might do like, the the fiftieth retweet 
you know, we'll we'll pick out a couple people from those yeah. retweets and we'll do like a random generator and we'll send you one or something. And then uh, and if you show that you, you know, downloaded our app or downloaded with our code, then, you know, that's just going to allow us to do more cool things like this. And eventually, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, the more downloads we get uh, with our code and, and everything, just the the more we can do for you all. I mean, you know, I, you know, yes, it would be cool to just keep making, 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 making money. But <laughs> it's also cool just to have options for you all out there to, to you know, promote one of your favorite podcasts. So we exactly. We, Oh, and this is just kind of, you know, we, we could have just said, Hey, you know, times are tough out there. Let's, let's not do anything for the podcast and let's just, you know, let's just bank that money. Let's just stack it up. But, uh, we wanted to give back because, uh, without y'all, we wouldn't be able to have these stickers. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, this is a small start, but it's something that's really cool and it's something that can last. And like Cody said, the idea that we have is to, you know, as you guys, the ones that are listening to this, if you download Underdog Fancy, put 10 bucks on it. And what that does is that brings us something for you using our link and our code. And we just plan on reinvesting that. We just want to use that to make more merch. You know, it'd be really cool to get some shirts, some hats, things. Um, yeah. yeah. Have like a, a really cool cooler or Yeti or something like that. You can, yeah. I know a lot of people like to slap a cool sticker on a Yeti, but you know, absolutely, that's, that's kind of what the stickers remind me of is a Yeti sticker. Yeah, yeah, it, it's exactly right. It's, I mean, it's really nice. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was impressed whenever they came in the mail today. I was like, that's really cool. So, you know, definitely some of you that you know, if you want a sticker, please let us know. We want to get it to you. Like Cody said, we're gonna do some. You know, trivia, maybe some timestamp type stuff, some retweet stuff, just trying to get that out there, trying to get people, give it to somebody that, you know, would like it or, or just thinks it looks cool or whatever. And that helps anytime you're, you know, if you show it off, it helps us grow and ultimately helps us get more and more better and better stuff. So, uh, yeah. Listening, you know, uh, or, you know, so we're, we're going to take care of y'all the ones that always text us about it, like, Hey, when are you doing podcasts? Yes. Something like that. We're, we're not gonna, you know, make you have to win a contest, but you know, we might have 25 or 30 save up for fun things, but there's, there's a lot of loyal listeners. out there. Yes, absolutely. Don't, don't worry about that. Like, man, I've listened to every show. If you, if you've listened to every show, you, you might get to, who knows? That's right. That's absolutely right. That's yeah. We got to take care of our folks. Our peanut gallery has got to do well. That's just a fact. We we got to crack that nut, man. <laughs> All right. So, Cody, I really am interested about this. I've heard a little bit about it in the news, of course. I've heard different players in the PGA leaving to go over to this thing. I've heard some controversy there. I've heard some big dollar figures as well being thrown around as far as this thing goes. Just teach me about this new league and what's going on. Well, it's called the Live Golf Tour, L-I-V, and it's Saudi Arabia funded, which 
there's a lot of negative connotations with Saudi Arabia as far as dealing with that. On the surface, it, uh, they're calling it like sport washing. You know, they're wanting to have a sport over there in the forefront of everybody's mind instead of worrying about like all the things that they've done in the past or maybe doing right now. So, you know, the, the numbers thrown around right now are just astronomical. So just, just for a stat, Tiger Woods has won more golf than, than anybody um, on the PGA Tour. He's won $121 million and playing golf. That that's not any contract money. That's just all of his earnings from the from winning the championships. Well, Dustin Johnson, who's had you know Hall of Fame career, won two majors, and has won like twenty two tournaments in his career, which is awesome. You know, it's incredible. He just signed a hundred twenty five million dollar contract. Wow! I just told you that Tiger Woods made four million dollars less in his career and earnings than Dustin Johnson did in a, you know, a, a one, one minute stroke of the, the pencil and the pen. Uh, he's made $4 million more dollars than Tiger on tour. Wow. That's crazy. What's even crazier is there's no cut in the live tour. So, you know, if you're, if you're there on the tournament, then you don't have to worry about going home. It's only a three-day championship. Um, it's a shotgun start, so you, you get done a lot quicker. And there's only 10 to 12 tournaments a year. So, again, Dustin Johnson is going to have 40 weeks off, where in the PGA Tour, you only get five weeks off, technically. So, yeah. you know, now the the best thing I heard about uh, the difference is, is Monahan said from the PGA Tour, he said the difference between our tour and the Live Tour is nobody's ever been embarrassed to be a part of the PGA Tour. <laughs> and I got chill bumps, and I was like, my gosh, he is so right. So, he's he's right, but boy, 125 mil, I think I could get over it. The only thing that like's really confusing though. And how many countries deal with Saudi Arabia every day? A lot because I, of oil. The one that the PGA Tour resides in probably deals with Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. So, like, I don't understand why golfers are being made to be the villains in this thing. Yeah, no, it's – it's like, uh, yeah. How many people in this country and higher-up places have made money – from either blood money, uh, washing money, or, you know, just in general, you know, politics or executives have dealt with Saudi Arabia and they don't, they don't get any, uh, you know, pushback, but a golfer of all people is made to be the villain. Now, the thing is, is, you know, we, we have, you know, free speech in this country, correct? Right. But the thing we, we also tend to forget is, you know, just because you have free speech doesn't mean there's not freedom of consequences. All right. All so, right. you know, they have been suspended. The There's been 17 players suspended so far. And 
the difference is is they will still get to play the majors as of now, like Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed. They're all going to be playing at the U.S. Open because the each major is owned by its own uh, company or you know their own board. Like they're they're different from the PGA Tour. So, but like the Masters. There's no way Phil Mickelson's never gonna not play the matches again. He, I mean, he's just gonna be there. I mean, it's the Masters is the most powerful organization, quite possibly in the world. And I, I say that tongue in cheek, but they they really are one of the top two or three like most powerful companies that you could possibly think of. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I, you know, just to throw my two cents in there, I, f- I feel like at the same time as you know the PGA Tour is wanting to kind of you know make fun of the players for going over and doing this or trying to kind of you know strong arm them at the same time they need those players and so these these big tournaments you know they they may be willing to kind of bite their tongue and and let these players come back to play them because they really need them they need people to turn you know tune into that to watch it because they need those big names you know what i mean like here's another thing clay dodd is a lot of the People that are joining are people past their prime, sure, or have never made a lot of money on the PGA Tour. I say a lot of money; they've made fifteen million dollars, which yeah. is is literally, you know, you could live off of that forever. But sure, as far as you're not talking like top twenty money of all time, you're you're talking about like a Schwartz, a Charles Schwartz, or Ian Schwartz, or Ian Poulter. I mean, you know, those guys have made a lot of money but their one contract with a live tour is going to double or triple their, their career earnings. So, you know, uh, Richard Bland, who has, he jumped on the scene probably two years ago is a golfer that, you know, he's just been a journeyman was on the, you know, the tour, but it was, you know, he was barely getting his card and then he finally got a win and then he just signed with the live tour. And he said, look, I can't, I can't turn down $25 million. I don't, yeah. I don't know about you, like, but I just couldn't. So yeah, no, no. Um, no. The number they, they threw out for Tiger was they offered a $900 million. Wow. $900 million. And he said no, obviously. But. Well, I mean, you know, $900 million is a lot of money. Hey, excuse me. I didn't say that right. Is a lot of money, right? Right. But when you've made 120 million, and that's or just, 125 or whatever, that's just on your winnings. You know, he's a billion. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at his Nike deals from all those years, it's he, uh, Tiger Woods golf game, he's got yeah. all that. All that. You don't. You can afford to make your own decisions. You don't well, have to do it for the money. You know, Tiger is my favorite athlete of all time as we've been over a lot. Yeah. You know, he he been he's been through a divorce and you know, he gave away five hundred million and is still a billionaire. So Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not being funny about that and I bring that up, but he he's fine. He he's worried more about legacy than making a, a quick penny. So Exactly. Like you can that's what I'm saying. Like you can afford to say, Yes, I'll show up here for this tournament or not. And I mean, he's 
he's not having to grind it out like some of these guys are. And, and they're well off on money, but they're still looking at the long-term future. He's got the money for the long-term future. You don't have to worry about that. It's about the game. It's not about the uh, the money at that point. And another thing, Justin Justin Thomas uh, made a great point. He said, look, you know, am I disappointed? Absolutely, because I I think the PGA Tour is the best, you know, league on the planet. I think it's just the best organization. Uh, I, I'm proud to be a member of the PGA Tour. And he said, am I disappointed? Yes, but he said these – these people change their family's life for generations. He said, I, right. he said, I've just at a spot in my life where, you know, I just won the PGA championship. So. You know, we, we've seen this type of thing play out before, um, not in yours and I lifetime, but we've seen yeah. the video and that is the USFL, not the current one, but the, when it first came out yep. at that time you had, NFL that was only able to play pay their best players hundreds of thousands, and then the USFL came in with these big donors yep. that you know, like a Donald Trump, that was able to sign players to three, four million dollar contracts. And they, you know, you had people, Herschel Walker got drafted in both leagues and goes to the USFL because he can make more money there. I mean, it's you have those types of deals. Now the difference is. Yeah. That one was made up of regular, I say regular, millionaires, but regular folks from the USA, right? It's competing with a, with something that's here. This deal is coming from a world, you know, a, a world away with oil money that is going to be there. No matter how much we push EV and electric vehicles and all that good stuff, oil is going to be there. And it is, it's, I mean, for lack of a better term, I guess a good pun, the whale is not dry. Yeah. And so they've got the money to be throwing at this sort of thing. Well, I mean, they threw away $3 billion like it was uh, a dirty napkin. Yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't even broadcast. Do you know that? That's crazy. Like, it's just on like a a rant. Like, it's on their website. It's not on TV because... You know the TV networks don't want to be involved with it, so and they don't have to have it. They've got so much money they don't have to have it. TV yeah. generates so much money for U.S. sports. I mean, it, it is the driving force behind every single sport: baseball, football, basketball. TV money is what drives all of that. Yeah, they don't it, care. Talk about it at length, but uh, tickets don't do anything anymore. No, no ticket tickets help the TV more than it does the game. And what I mean by that is if you think back over 2020 when baseball was playing and you had empty stadiums, we still watched it. Some of your hardcore fans did. But when fans got back in the stadium, that's what made the game, right? When you had a playoff game and you didn't have to pop in crowd noise, you pop, you know, you just had a packed house. That's when everybody tunes in to see things. And when you don't have to have it, you just do what you want. You, you don't have to have crowds following. Uh, you don't. You know the the Masters. When the leaders come through on Sunday, and you've got a, a thousand people behind them, 
and that's getting everybody excited. Everybody that's on TV, everybody that's sitting at their house is watching it on TV, and they're they're pumped up. Part of that is that crowd. It's that noise. It's the, those triggers in your head that say, "This is awesome." Yeah. And they don't have to have that over there. They just don't. And so, no, they they were saying that it was a sold out event, and they were literally begging people to take tickets. Like right. They don't care about money. They're just literally, they're just doing this to try to make Saudi Arabia look better, which really, to me, it's made them look worse because it just brings to light all they've been doing. That's right. It it brings to light. People say, "What are you? What are you talking about, Saudi Arabia?" People who didn't know about it or would look it up. Right now, they're listening. Oh my God! Why would they do that? And it's made them look worse. Yeah, and like uh, Harry Lloyd, friend of the show, texted me today and was saying, yeah, I think it's going to be crazy if somebody from the Live Tour wins. Like, they're going to get booed so bad. And I was like, you know, I don't really think they are. And then, oh, but wait. But Gary texted me and said, oh, you don't know? They've literally booed them off the the course and the practice rounds. So oh, wow. I, I think they're just, I think they're just tired of, it's kind of like it's a, a clown show and a side show. Like you're taking away from one of the biggest four events in golf talking about all this. And you could have been a part of the solution, but instead, you know, now you're part of the problem. Right. So a lot of a lot of purists are like me, you know, with a family, wife, and about to have. Three. I I can't fault just a random golfer that signs a, you know, a hundred twenty five million dollar check. Uh, you know, the difference is Dustin Johnson's. You know, he's already a multi millionaire. Everybody else is like. Yeah, I get it. Like it's 125 million, but have you seen what they've done? <laughs> like, yeah. do you really want your name to be associated with that? Right. And right. I, guess, I guess that's what, like the that Justin Thomas and them are saying. Like, oh, Mickelson, you really need more money. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know, you just you don't want your name associated with a place like that, especially. When you're coming from a place like we have, and then great old U.S. of A. Right? I mean, it, it. There's just no reason to be over there. But golly, that money! Whew, a, it's a lot. A lot of money. That, but I just don't understand why golfers are the one having to take the hit. Like, yeah. why executives with the big oil companies just get? <laughs> yeah, no. Don't. Yeah, I mean, I, we we spent we spent a little time before we start recording talking about a business that I'm trying to grow and it's in the market and trust me, I of course pay a lot more attention now than that, uh, than I used to on certain stories and stuff. And the oil execs, man, it, it just make you make you real angry. So yeah, absolutely. I get where you're coming from on that. I mean, golfers, they're just out there. Of course they're getting paid and they're trying to get a check. That's the goal of every single one of us out there is trying to get paid. Well, but uh, it's the, the game. The media in Boston asked Dustin Johnson what 
you know, you've got 40 off weeks. What are you going to do? And he said, whatever in the hell I want to do. Like, <laughs> like, I've got 40 weeks and $125 million. What, what do you, what does it matter? <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe go to the driving range. <laughs> literally, instead of having to, you know, fly his family across country every single week. I mean, think yeah. about it. Like, golfers t- theoretically could play 47 tournaments a year if they're qualified. Oh, I mean, and that's the – that's your top guys. Um, you know, there's some – I was watching guys. a yeah. – I was watching a YouTube channel one day of a guy who – He's in a league that if he wins the championship, he gets – sure, yeah. I mean, he gets on to the PGA Tour, right? It's one of those that's got the automatic bid or whatever, but you got to win the championship. Yeah. But they have a tournament, two-day tournaments, every Monday, Tuesday, yeah, the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's unreal. You, you literally get off Wednesdays. That was your day, and that's 52 weeks a year. He was part of his YouTube channel was showing that they had a tournament on Christmas. And, you know, you're out there in the middle of winter, and it's out like the desert where they can actually keep the grass green at Christmas, but they're out there playing, trying to live the dream to get on this tournament. And then you look at somebody like DJ who just signed $120 million, and he's only got to work. 12 weeks a year truly work now of course we know professional athlete he's going to be doing this thing during the year getting ready but truly competitive events 12 times a year well and i'll tell you another crazy stat i didn't mean to like stack you to death here no go ahead and by the way i have no notes this is just cody brain i guess if that's the thing sure dj dj can make i think he's made roughly $60 million on tour in his career. And he's he can make $35 million on tour just this year in those 12 tournaments. Wow. That's impressive. It's just straight up impressive. The winner of the first live tour from England won $4 million. And the Masters winner was, you know, I mean, the Masters winner. Uh, right. Was not bringing home four, I don't think. So they're they're signing these guys to contracts, so they're paying them like a base salary, and that's the one twenty, and then they can actually still win more money off the tournament itself. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's the PGA Tour can't contend with that. They can't even come close to that, and they're putting out a they're putting out huge checks. I mean, yeah. you know, you see some of these purses that they're winning on these these oh. just small tournaments. It's still big, but they can't compete with that. No, I mean, like the Masters winner, I think, might have got like three or something. I don't really remember. Yeah, that was the Masters. I mean, <laughs> one of the two most important tournaments or championships every year. And this is just some random, uh, you know, club in London. And by the way, if you host a Live Tour event, then you're never going to get to host a PGA Tour event either. So. Like it's kind of like they're sitting, sitting with the, uh, the the golf devil right now too. If you're, you know, a golf a country club or whatever. That kind of sounds a little bit uh, childish to me. I'll just be honest. That sounds a little bit like the folks at the PGA Tour are just hurt and they're just, you know what? If you don't, 
If you want to hang out with them, we're never hanging out with me again. That kind of thing. I think it's more on the thing. It's not even that. It's like, really, Phil? Really, DJ? You are basically billionaires in this world because of golf. And you're just going to do us like that? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, you know what? Everything y'all touch is, is you know, going to turn to stone. Right. Totally understand. I didn't mean to take over the world there. No, no, that's great stuff. I mean, this is June, Cody. By the way, it's tomorrow, so. Right. The actual real golf tournament that matters, and it was funny. I was listening to another golf podcast, and not that this is a golf podcast, but I was listening to a golf podcast, and they were saying, like, the they were just realizing after the live tour, you know, winner, like, okay, they won a tour that doesn't exist. Like it doesn't go towards their standings and the world golf rankings. Like it just, it's like, okay, like you won an exhibition. Okay. What am I supposed to clap for you? Like they, they were like relating it to an NFL exhibition game. They're like, Oh, cool. Like, you beat a bunch of, you know, people that aren't going to be on the real team. Because a lot of the guys on the tour, like Brooks Kepka's brother Chase, uh, is is on the tour. And he, he was a caddy for Brooks a lot. So, you know, it's just, there's not real, I mean, they're incredible golfers. Don't get me wrong. But Justin Thomas was saying, like, I joined the PGA Tour to, to beat the best. So... Uh, he's like, if you want to go over there and not have a cut and it just be kind of fake golf, then that, that's cool, I guess. Wow. There, there's definitely some shots fired. Shots fired, for sure. Speaking of shots fired, let's talk baseball. The Atlanta Braves. <laughs> the Atlanta Braves, everybody. 14 wins in a row, huh? Not, Not too shabby, sir. Not too bad, not too bad at all. I mean, it's right now I'm sitting at 37-27. Of course, I feel like tonight's game is over, and they were leading pretty hefty earlier, so I, just, I guess I'm assuming that they've won the game. But uh, They better because it was 8-2 it was when when I uh, logged on to the O podcast. Yeah, so I'm going to assume they've won. So 14 games in a row, 37-27. That's, that's pretty good, man. They're pushing on sixty uh, percent. You know, they're they're inching towards that, and uh, the division is gr- really good. I mean, if you look top to bottom, the Mets are arguably probably one of the top two teams in baseball, right? I mean, the two New York teams are just killing it. Um, I believe I may have called that before the season, and that's without their aces. That's without the two big two, right? So they uh. They're doing this without anybody, so they get their aces back. It may help them. It could also hurt them. But they're doing that. So Atlanta's second place, five games back, 37-27. Four, Phil- games. four yeah. games back. Because the Mets one or 10-2 or something. Okay. So the Phillies are 32-31, and 31, nine games back. The Marlins sitting there at 28-33. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's under five hundred. They've got some work to do. They're already 12 games back. But what I'm getting at is overall, the division's there. Now, Washington, Washington's bad. They're not a good team. 
that should be a win for everybody at least. They're 18 and a half games back at 23 and 41. But overall, four out of your five teams are having a good year and taking care of business outside the division. Miami's not winning all their division games, but they're also playing very well against other division, uh, other teams in the league. Well, and one thing about the Braves, they just got so hot in Colorado with as far as their pitching goes. Normally, mm-hmm. you don't want to go to Colorado when you're playing bad because you're just going to get thumped because the ball is going to travel. Well, I think the Braves set a record for a series with, as far as like the least amount of runs given up. I think the Braves won like maybe all their games with the Rockies only scoring maybe like one to three runs in each game. So yeah. they were just that's where the the Braves started winning was pitching. The hit was going to come. They just needed to get that pitching down and. You know, 14, you know, the month of June later, you know, they went from down like 11 and a half games to down four. So. I'll put it this way. The St. Louis Cardinals are tied with the record, 37-27. They're leading the NL Central. I think, you know, I called St. Louis to win their division, but what I'm getting at is I feel like they're a solid team that can push it. The Braves are in second place, tied with the division leader, and the St. Louis Cardinals are in a division where – Yes, the Milwaukee Brewers have a winning record behind them at 34-29. The next three, Pittsburgh 24-37, Cubs 23-38, and the Reds 23-40. Like, it's a terrible division. And they're still – the Braves are tied record-wise with the leader in that division. That speaks a lot to me when you're looking at long-term, you know, putting together a season to get in the playoffs. Yep, and now I was – I think I picked the – Braves to win the East, and I had the Mets not winning it because I think my term was the Mets are going to met. That's right. That is correct. So, you know, as of now, you're right, but uh, and I, well, the Braves did get a, still a lot of baseball. Yeah, a lot of baseball, but the Braves did get a big blow uh, last night, losing Ozzy Albies for sixty games. Yeah. So that does or sixty days. So that does suck. But yeah. But how's your uh, big blue Dodgers doing over there? On the well, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I've uh, been r- just straight up pissed off at them. Uh, they're still having a great year, 38 and 23, still amazing. They're still leading the division. Yep. But they're tied in the division with San Diego, and also the fact that in the last two weeks we have been swept. Yes, I said that correctly. Swept. By the Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> and the San Francisco Giants. Now the Giants, thirty-five and twenty-seven, not terrible. They're not near as good as they were last year overall, but they're still pretty I, decent. The Pirates are very terrible, very positive, and they swept us, and I, that just blew my mind. I don't understand it. Um, and the Pirates when they're trying to lose so they can get better picks. Yeah, I mean. It was just – I'll put it this way. The Pirates, like I called off a while ago, 24-37, they're only a game ahead of the Cubs and a game ahead of the Reds. And that's sad because that means that if they wouldn't have swept my Dodgers, they would have been firmly in last place. Well, 
I'll tell you what's really got me, no pun intended, heated is this weather. Oh, my God. It feels like today was 109. <laughs> well, you know, I live in God's country, yes. and it has turned into hell. I don't know if he's on vacation or what he's doing, but it's too hot here. He's, he's taking a nap. He's taking a nap. He needs to wake up because – and also – that up because I'm watching uh, game one of the Stanley Cup finals, and – that ice looks so refreshing right now. I was just about to say you're mired the ice, ain't you? I really am because, man, you get you go outside and it looks like you just jumped in the pool. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I I got in the pool the other day. I sweat while I was in the pool. I sweat when I'm out of the pool. I mean, it's just it's hot, man. And uh, big boys ain't made for that. And so we're struggling. I know we are, but uh, we'll get there. It's I got a meteorologist for uh, one of my neighbors, and uh, he posted on Facebook today. Oh, <laughs> he—he's just—he's real nervous about Friday. He's posted all his graphs and everything, and he's—he's he's like, I'm just not looking forward to Friday. It's—it could be if something doesn't drastically change tomorrow, we have temperatures in the index of 115 on Friday. Um. And it's June. You know, this This is August. The June 115? Index, yeah. So it feels like 115. But that's, okay. add, you know, that's adding in humidity and all that good stuff. Yeah, if it feels like it's 115, guess what? It's 115. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Sorry, I, got, got distracted by the eye. <laughs> totally understand. But uh, as far as the AL side, the Yankees Yankees. forty-five and sixteen. Wow! I picked the Blue Jays to win that division. They're thirty-six and twenty-five, nine games back. Who did I pick? I think we both picked Blue Jays. Maybe you picked the Rays. Maybe you picked the Rays. And they're also they're thirty-five and twenty-six. They're only ten games back. The the, might get a wild card spot. Right. (laughs) AL Central, trash. I mean, it's Minnesota 37-28, Cleveland 30-27. Cleveland's not a good team. The White Sox are highly underachieving. I picked them to win I think I that did. division. They're not playing well at all. And then you got the 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 Astros of Houston at 39-24 and 24 in the West. Uh, the Texas Rangers at 29-33, and 33, only nine and a half games back of the lead. The Angels have imploded. They really started out pretty well and just hadn't done anything. Got Joe Madden fired. Seattle, uh, 28 and 20, 28 and 35. Are really, I thought that Seattle was going to have a year. They're not. And Oakland coming up at 21 and 42, which is currently the worst record in the MLB. Print the shirt, hang the banner. It's terrible. Oakland, uh, they've got to do something. Why haven't they moved to Nashville yet? I mean, come on. Like, just get out of there and go somewhere else. This... I mean, everybody else has. They have. Yeah. There's no there's no more things to do there. I mean, you can't watch the Raiders. Like, it's just, yeah, it's bad. Warriors claim San Francisco. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, they don't even claim Oakland. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. But whatever. So, um. <gasps> 
Is there anything else sports related before we get into some rapid fire and wrap this thing up? Sports related. My gosh, it is. I talked a lot about golf, and I apologize for that. No, that's totally understandable. Oh, we've got to talk about the greatest team of all time losing in the Super Regionals at home. <laughs> you just hate to see it because that was just they're, the cockiest team I've ever seen in my life. They are just the nicest bunch of, of young, perch um, going fellas at, in Knoxville. But I'll be honest with you, between Notre Dame and Tennessee – I just kept hoping that some NCAA official was going to walk out to the mound and say, yeah, absolutely, guys. We're just going to say that neither of you two are going to get to go to the World Series. We've decided to take somebody else like UConn. Like, really? Uh, this is how bad Tennessee made everyone hate them. The whole country was for Notre Dame. That's sad. That's like, absolutely hates- sad. I mean, those golden helmets look good in football to an extent. They look terrible in baseball. Their pants were atrocious. That The gold helmets are just the ugliest things. And yet, I still wanted them to win because Tennessee is just – Like, their fans are just – oh, my gosh. Like that, And what makes it so much better is they lost at home. Yeah. Oh, that Absolutely, was, that was so awesome. And yeah, said it on on Twitter, but they were like, when the came out that they, or when the matchup happened, that they were playing Notre Dame, they they said, "Hey, I would not count your chickens yet, Tennessee." They were like, "This Notre Dame team is just that. They are a team, and they play sound baseball, and they don't beat themselves." And I mean, they just – they played sound fundamental baseball. And, you know, they they won that first game, gave them a little bit of a confidence boost. Second game, Tennessee got them. But, man alive. It, it was like – I've never seen Twitter so excited about the same thing. Yeah. I mean, everybody was so happy Tennessee got them. Everybody. All right, so Cody, before we wrap this up, I really want to ask you some rapid fire. And tonight, I found a website that is "What If." So okay. all these, all three questions are going to be "What If," and you just answer the best way you can, and, uh, and we'll see what we can do here. Okay. So the very first one is, and I ask you this one because I know what kind of person you are, and I know what kind of person I am. So that's why this one intrigued me. What if you found a million dollars? What if I found a million dollars? Yeah. Well, if I found a million dollars, then I basically would never have to buy groceries, gas, or anything like that again. Right. Because, you know, you you can't just take a million dollars to the bank. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't. You want to keep that in cash. So you you can't just flaunt everything because you gonna get got. So yeah. Yeah. you have to like I don't know clean spread that. it out. You're gonna have to clean that money, or you're just gonna have a lot of cash. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want Sam to have any of it. 
Right. So, so, I mean, you know? I, like nobody in my family would ever have to worry about gas prices. I mean, it was no. having to go inside every time you paid for gas. <laughs> you know, walking in for two minutes to save 60 bucks every time. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's not like you can just go, you know, buy something because they'll, they'll run a, you know, say, hey, uh, why do, why do you have $64,000 in cash? Yeah. Well, what's going on here? But no, I, I totally agree. Just, I don't want to go like old school, but I'd probably bury it in the backyard, so to speak. Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. You have to, you have to spread it out and you can't freak out and just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go buy a house." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Her, uh, recently, uh, you got a new job. Um, is it? Are you an owner of an NFL team or something? Like, <laughs> what? Why? Why do you have four ninety-one thousand dollars? Yeah, it doesn't oh. make sense coming by the way so they're they're gonna want to know where you got that cat yeah all right next up what would you do what would i do with a million dollars i would i was i exactly what you said i'd have to keep it in cash now i would you know buy everything with it everything that would go as far as like available to see in the bank account meaning like all my wages from our job and and this you know hopefully this little side business and all that good stuff would just have to be accounted for, but not spent on things, trivial things, right? Groceries, gas, um, anything that you can pay cash with and not have an issue, that's what you got to use it for. And you just got to understand that it's going to last you hopefully a lifetime. You like go to uh, a Luxe or something? <laughs> I wouldn't take the whole thing, no. no. I, of course, I'd have to go gamble. Maybe. I mean, that's my deal. So. 2500 every month or so just yeah just to go have a little fun normal mad money yeah know. exactly normal mad money color mad money yeah um, we'll we'll bankroll mad money right yeah so yeah. i did the right thing like right yeah that's what i would absolutely do is just keep it in cash and use it like i said exactly what you said yeah boy all right so next up this one is kind of um more of a what would it be than it is a what if, but understand it's in that that way. But okay, so if you had to only be able to eat one type of food the rest of your life, what would it be? One type of food, like does that mean like a country food or? No, that means like okay, a burrito or pizza or something like that. Now I'm leaving this open. I changed this around. The original question is what if you could only eat pizza the rest of your life? But what I'm saying with my question is you can make it whatever kind you want. You don't have to only eat pepperoni pizza the rest of your life, but it has to be pizza. You see what I'm saying? Like it could be. Oh, then um, I'm maybe like a, some kind of like a, like kind of a, a sandwich, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many, like, can it be different types of meat? Yeah, absolutely. It can be, you can just say sandwich. So like you would eat a sandwich every meal for yeah. the rest of your life. But it, you know, of course you would change it up. Right. And, and breakfast, it may be some sort of breakfast sandwich at lunch. It may be some yeah. sort of lunch sandwich. And then 
further on, but it has to be a sandwich the rest of your life. Sandwich, and I can have a club, and then at dinner, I can have like a Philly. By the way, whoever created sandwiches, my God, what a man or woman, whatever. What a genius. What a genius. What a genius. All right. And then the last one is if you knew if you were getting into a time machine, <laughs> okay. but you didn't know which direction it was going to go, you only knew it was going to go 20 years. You didn't know if it was going to go 20 years in your past or 20 years in your future. Would you do it? No. And, no, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. No, if I, if I could go back and, like, invest in my Right. I would be like, hey, I'll probably do that, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fast forward to, like, today. But then, like, made up world I'm living like on a like a secluded area of like 195 acres mm-hmm. but, like I got all that money because I invested in Microsoft and I sold all my shit. like I would try to go back to the knowledge that I have I would become like one of the wealthiest people of all time absolutely like absolutely if, Take what we know now and go back 20 years and you're not the wealthiest person of all time. You're just me. Yeah, you weren't paying attention at all. Like, <laughs> you don't know, hey, this internet thing <laughs> probably going to take off. Yeah, it's going to be a big deal. Uh, logistics companies like an Amazon might want to invest in that. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's great. But like the knowledge we had. And, like, we just knew what to invest on. And you're not one of the wealthiest people after you get back from your time machine. You're just dumb. Yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. Well, guys, Cody, guys, that's everything I've got. Now, I will say, remember, we talked about the first of the podcast episode. We've got these new stickers in. Would love to send them out to you. So, please hit us up on, uh, you know, Twitter or, you know, if you know us directly. Let us know. We're going to send you a couple of them. Keep one. Hand one to somebody who you hadn't told about the podcast or hasn't heard about it. And that helps us branch out. But keep, you know, keep in touch with us. But I would advise you not to mess with a horse. (laughs) 